Welcome back to the Anxious Millennial Podcast. I'm your one and only host, Alexandra. I think that there's no better thing in life than reconnecting with an old friend, especially during these times. My guest on today's episode, Leila Aziza, did just that for me. She gave me that warm, fuzzy feeling that just allowed me to sink back into a conversation I felt like we just never stopped having. Leila had been on the podcast little over a year ago, I want to say. I just wanted to touch base with her, ask her how her 2021 had been going, how was Sexy Staguettes and all of her other projects. She's so awesome. I can't wait for you to hear this interview with Layla. So without further ado, welcoming Layla Aziza back to the podcast. Layla, welcome back, my dear. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me again. This is such a privilege. Oh, the privilege is all mine. Layla, I have to start with backtracking to your original episode, which aired October 26th of 2020, titled Connecting Mind, Body, and Spirit. Layla, I have since seen you dance. Girl, that is range. And here you are sitting in front of me virtually all poised like that is impressive (laughs) (laughs) what happens (laughs) an alter ego situation (laughs) fantastic love that that is art i am obsessed um so welcome back happy new year i don't care that it's like we're two weeks in i'm still gonna say it (laughs) yes i think we get like to say that we've delayed new year almost because of everything that's going on so happy new year love and life maybe your best year yet (laughs) love it yes yes please more gentle energy we need all the good things what a wild west time that we're living So Leila, I think you know what's coming. We need to know, setting the intention. What is your word for 2022 Uh, and why? My word is not a word. It'll be a very short sentence. I think it'll be, I'm ready. I mean, looking back on the last year, I think I dedicate a lot of 2021 to to healing. There was a lot of transformation. There was a lot of growth, whether it be voluntary or involuntary sometimes. And so um, there's been a real sense of grounding and preparation in 2021. So in 2022, I really want to come in with more an energy of action of like the glow up, the boss up, like really putting into action all the work that I've been doing in the background. And so I'm ready feels like the right uh, mantra for that. (laughs) Mm, Just hearing you say the words glow up and boss up just gave me the momentum forward that I feel like I needed because I I share so much of what you just said. And I'm just curious, Leila, what to you is a glow up? Because I know it means a lot of different things for so many of us and we hear it all the time. But what does it mean to you? Um, Well, obviously, there's going to be the mind, body and spirit layer for me when I think about my glow up. But it starts energetically, you know, when uh, the last few years, I've had a lot of challenges. So I felt my light kind of dim in a lot of ways, and I had to work really hard to, 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 to get back to myself, if you will. So a lot of my glow comes from like the energy, the aura that I'm trying to put out there. And that translates a lot into how I'm going to present myself. So right now I'm having a lot of fun just kind of playing with like my style, my hair, and, you know, just really enjoying how I'm presenting myself and expressing myself through, uh, you know, the quote unquote glow up, if you will. And um, in my mind, it's really to be in a happy place. It's I've 
truly kind of fallen in love with myself again. So oh, I love that. I feel really good. And I think that uh, translates through how I uh, treat other people, hopefully. <laughs> so, and how I present myself in different scenarios. So, yeah. I love hearing when people say they fall in love with themselves. It's such a rare thing to hear because like, I think automatically people assume that element of humility is missing in that. But on the contrary, when you fall in love with yourself, I don't know, you, you connect better with other people inherently. It's not just about being obsessed with yourself. I think it it helps you connect with your community and people. And I'm curious too, actually, because I heard you say that 2021 was kind of a roller coaster. How was your year? Because we spoke like, we spoke a while ago. How was 2021 for you? Uh, yeah, we spoke a while ago. I almost feel like, I don't know, 20 to 2020 to now is like one long ass year. <laughs> like, it's really hard to determine what was what and when. Uh, but 2021 uh, has been incredibly transformational. It's been uh, a huge roller coaster. Obviously, as an artist, my field was deeply affected. And uh, I think I can speak for everyone when I say the pandemic has affected everyone in some capacity. For me, it affected me both personally, uh, professionally. It affected uh, my family. It affected uh, so many aspects of my life that I was confronted with a lot of situations, whether I liked it or not. So some of them were really challenging uh, on my mental health and my uh, overall stability. But all these situations turned out to be opportunities for growth. And so uh, I think there's been a lot of light in uh, 2021. I've accomplished things in professionally that I didn't think I could achieve. I've grown to a place where I'm so much more happy with myself. I am so much more present with people. Mm. Uh, I feel like I'm connecting with them on a lot, a much more deeper level, probably because we took a lot of those relationships for granted at some point. And everything has been so extra <laughs> this last year. <laughs> <laughs> like everything has been felt on steroids but overall I think it's just been uh, on the uptick so and interesting to hear all the grounding work and almost the acceptance work that you had to work through because of all these factors that are completely out of our control as an artist I'm also wanting to tap into that part of you because like that alter ego we just talked about I'm checking in with the the artist in you, how was that going? Well, I, I remember properly at the start of the year, we were on, I don't even know which number of lockdowns. So uh, there was still, you know, that, that, that feeling of wanting to get back to what we were doing, because I think that for a lot of people, when you say you can't work or you're not going to work uh, for a while, uh, for some people are like, oh yeah, that's, you know, get a little break. For a lot of people, it's extremely traumatizing. Uh, for artists, it's basically saying you don't get to do what you love. <laughs> so it's kind of a double whammy. And so uh, I remember at first I was like, you know, I really, I was really looking forward to a time when I was going to be able to get back to doing a lot of things that I wanted to do, but I didn't want to go back to the way I was doing them in a way. Mm. So I wanted to do projects that were more aligned. I wanted my value and my worth to be seen and recognized through uh, what I was investing my time and energy in. I wanted my work to be more impactful. So my, my mental process as an artist to getting back into my art as my profession was a lot more thoughtful and less guided by, I need to be, you know, doing all these gigs and I need to be here and there. I, had, I can't say no to any opportunities. I was like, no, now I'm going to like 
take the time that I need and choose what I want to do, when I want to do it, why I want to do it, and like answer all those questions. Because now that I've had time to think, I had time to slow down, uh, I wanted to be a lot more thoughtful in uh, my creative process. So Mm, I'm continuously fascinated with how COVID-19, how the pandemic has forced us to completely realign our priorities, not just in our careers, but but in our lives. What it's done to force us to balance better, you know, remind us that time is finite, really forcing us to choose things intentionally that make us happy and honor our energy. You know, we talk a lot about the great reset. There was the great resignation that came to a point this past September, I believe, where people were leaving job posts that they had held for a long time and resigned voluntarily. So I'm just curious, Leila, in in your career and in the moves that you're making and the projects that you're taking on, do you feel like the pandemic has forced you to realign some of the priorities in your career and, and, and help you make moves that really honor your energy? Yeah, because I think if, if it was possible for you, and I really tried to make the most of the situation, I wanted to use the time that was being the like forced pause, if you will, as a time to heal. And then when you take the time to heal, you know, there's a lot of clarity that comes with that. And um, I realized that in a lot of ways I was doing good and in a lot of ways I was not okay. And taking stock of that uh, took a lot of courage because I think in our society, we don't value taking the time to heal or taking the time to acknowledge that maybe, you know, we need time Mm -hmm. because we're Mm -hmm. also really valued based on how productive we are. And uh, yay, capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) Good times. Yeah. (laughs) As opposed to just being enough. And I realized that that's the mantra I was waking up with every morning was that I am enough. I am enough. And uh, in doing so, I realized that my worth and my perception of my worth was growing. And the way I was choosing what I wanted to do was a lot more thoughtful because I was coming from a place of I am enough. And also I didn't want to feel contrived in what I was doing. I didn't want to feel obligated. I didn't want to feel pushed just because I have to produce And so, yeah, so it did shift. Uh, It was, I did feel a sort of, I wouldn't call it a reset. I kind of like Mary Kondo. It was like a declutter slash. Yes, organization. Experience. So, uh, and in doing so, I think it set up a foundation to level up from there. So hopefully we'll have similar experiences. Yes. Waking up and reminding yourself you are enough. You do enough. You're okay. Even when you're not okay. Women have such a different set of pressures to deal with. And I always remember the meme of Corella DeVille listing all the things that she has to accomplish by the end of the day. She's behind a steering wheel and she's saying, me trying to manage life and text people back on time, respond to emails, do my job, work out, meditate, get eight hours of sleep, hydrate. (laughs) Like, just crazy. But then you look at the flip side and how much better for yourself having a gentler approach would be and I am enough is something we have to consistently repeat to ourselves so thank you for that that's an awesome ethos switching gears and I want to touch base with you on sexy staget because I find it so empowering and I want to know all the things and congratulations on the launch so tell me how that's going. Oh, it's going great. So yeah, we launched in September and uh, the reception has been really incredible. 
Uh, I got a lot of requests uh, to uh, hold bachelorette parties. We don't just do bachelorette parties, to be fair. So if you're having a birthday party and you're not into getting married, we'll do that too. We will cater to everyone. We will cater to any party that you want, as long as you're there and you want to, you know, have a safe space to express yourself. So Sexy Steget is really a sexy dance class. It's a heels dance class uh, that has been geared towards bachelorette parties. Uh, but also, once again, can be accommodated for any other private special event. And so uh, we launched in September. And with the changing in regulations and the lockdowns and the not lockdowns, it's been tricky because people are quite uh, afraid to plan anything at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, we're looking forward to all those weddings that have been postponed for the last two years to kind of, they've all shifted into 22 and 20, 2022 and 2023 and 2024 probably. So um, we're looking forward to, you know, uh, seizing all those opportunities to make a lot of people dance, move and shake and bond and feel good about themselves. So <laughs> wait a second. Can we all discuss how much we miss dance for a second? Like just hearing you say all that, Layla, made me really miss dance. Uh, it, it's one of my favorite things to do. I recall walking out of my gym after taking my little Zumba <laughs> class and feeling like such a goddess and feeling so empowered and liberated and yeah just how much I miss dancing in general it's one of my favorite things it's actually mm-hmm. one of the reasons why your girl had to push out her wedding to this year to 2022 because there was no way I would have been able to hold a wedding with dancing last year so yeah, crazy times we're living, but wishing you all the success in the world with sexy stagette, Leila. Uh, well, first, I would like to say that, uh, Alex, for, for your bachelorette party, you know that I'm giving you a sexy stagette, right? <laughs> You're going to do it. I was going to say, listen, um, do I do I announce this now or is it no, just no, no. like... It's on me and we're doing this. Yes, yes, yes. Stop it. No, no, no. We'll, we'll talk offline, but okay. Yeah, yeah. We're doing this. <laughs> Oh my God, that's, I, again, full body chills. I'm so pumped right now, you guys. you do for everyone through your platform, it would be my privilege to be able to host this for you. So please, bye. Oh my God. No, guys, I'm, I'm legit. <laughs> okay. No, no, that just made my life. You have no idea. Oh my God, guys. It'll be great. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll talk offline. Oh my God, I'm so pumped right now. How am I going to get through this interview? Um, that's so exciting. Thank you. You're wonderful. And I cannot wait. But yes, speaking of dancing, Leila, I have seen what you do at La Voute. It's just honestly wild for me to experience the range in a human. And that just speaks on your level of artistry. It's just like, I mean, listeners, you have to understand. She, she becomes like, bam, bam. <laughs> she changes. Leila, walk me through your process. Just what happens? It's funny. Um, I, I think people think that like the the tra- like it's this grand transformation. I think everyone has these layers inside of them. I noticed that as an educator, how you know we often think that we're one, two, or three very defined things, but actually we're all a bunch of layered onions. And often this like uh, capacity to uh, to just be anything you want to be, everyone possesses it. It's, you know, some have more of an aisance, if you will, to channel it. For me, I channel it through movement. Um, but I think we all do have it. Um, the process is not nearly as glamorous as I think people think it is because for me, um, for me, I get into character really fast and I love embodying that, like, um, that, that, like honestly that fierce crazy bitch who just like 
runs the shit. <laughs> Sorry, excuse all of that language, but like, no. it's my French, but it literally is, I almost feel possessed sometimes when I perform, but um, it's not nearly as glamorous as I think people think because uh, we realized this uh, recently at Lavewood, we're a really great team who are working in the last few months together. And um, someone pointed out to me, they're like, you know, you go on stage, you like completely dominating everything in like these leather outfits and whatever. Then you yeah. come down and you're like, hey guys, did you see the sale at Costco? They have like these cans. <laughs> it's so worth it. Have like, and then I'll talk about my optimum points. And then, you know, <laughs> so, so they're like, how, how are these two things uh, I connected. love it. And I'm like, yeah, because we're multifaceted uh, individuals who take various interests and there's so many sides to us. I just really enjoy, you know, being all aspects of them. So when I get on stage, I love embodying that and being super present in it. And wow. then when I get off, I don't know, I just go back to my optimum points, it seems. <laughs> Okay, first of all, Optimum Points are the bomb, okay? It's the best point program out there. Agreed. <laughs> like, we should be, they should sponsor us just for having plugged them right now. Like, they are the best program. I'm obsessed. When I get my little text message letting me know that um, if you spend 75 or more, you get 25,000 points. <laughs> I'm like, I, I do need stuff. This is great. But yeah. Oh, of course we need stuff. <laughs> when don't we need stuff? But to be honest with you, I think back to, you know, you being able to showcase that part of yourself. And it's so interesting to hear you say that I, a lot of people feel like it's this huge, complex, you know, series of events that leads you to become this other, you know, persona, if you will, but both off and on stage. Like, let's talk about how vulnerable you have to be or brave you have to be also. Hello, Brene Brown. <laughs> how brave and courageous it, it it is to be able to showcase that side of you and it just speaks to your artistry I think but I'm also super fascinated with how adaptable we are to our surroundings just as human beings and how much we change depending on the context the people that we're with even the level of noise and and lighting you know these are things that just show how much of a range I think we all have but some of us hold who we are to our core and really close to the chest so I don't know I'm kind of I'm really obsessed with everything you just said. I find it wholeheartedly fascinating. Yeah, and I think to your point, something also that I've uh, definitely not taken for granted in um, the last performances I've done, we did uh, we realized this on like two different shows. And uh, what was really interesting is the time that we spend as artists, like backstage, is just as valuable, if not more than the time you spend on stage, because what happens is you're kind of uh, in a loge and, uh, you know, or you're waiting for your call time, you're sitting in a circle, and then you end up having these really, really honest and frank conversations. Yes. And you realize that everyone is coming from a different place. Everyone has a different background. And you, 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 you've just like, you're literally like helping the other person with their fishnets and stuff. So the, the whole barrier of like, what you can and cannot say kind of, you know, that that kind of slowly disappears. Also, there's a lot of compassion and trust, I find, it, on good teams and among uh, artists. So we end up having these really deep conversations about everything from, you know, past traumas, mental health, our current struggles, wow. from uh, anything from our relationship with our parents, our relationship with ourselves, our sexuality. So uh, and those have been some of the most uh, rewarding conversations I've ever had. Uh, it'd be such a blessing to for, you know, 
I think most people would dream of being a fly on a wall to hear what, what is said, because you'd be really surprised. Like there's a, such a beautiful uh, vulnerability and depth to the things we share backstage. And I think that's probably one of my favorite parts of being a performer. I am picturing right now a darklit room with music sort of thumping through the walls in a muted way with graffiti on the wall. Actually, this is out of personal experience. <laughs> this is the back room. I remember working several events back in my PR life, a previous PR life. And I used to work all these events and we used to have downtimes between you know, moments of work, we had to wait backstage for things and yeah, people changing into their outfits, a snack counter, you know, opening up about their life and all kinds of things. And yeah, there's this, this immense vulnerability that used to scare the crap out of me in those moments. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in a room full of people. I do not know that I just met, but here we are talking about like deep stuff in our lives. And the whole process is fascinating. Honestly, I think we all innately have this fascination with what goes on backstage so the picture you just painted was phenomenal indeed what it would be like to be a fly on that wall but what is it Layla that you feel happens backstage what element triggers people to feel like they could be vulnerable in those moments there's a lot of trust in what we do and that's uh sorry, it's a bit of a nonzi i guess because let's say if you're i do a lot of partnering for example so if i'm gonna let someone literally lift me over their head you know i kind of have to trust them and so on <laughs> so there's a baseline of trust that gets uh, established unconsciously and so um we tend to be a lot more candid a lot more quickly and wow. so no and also there's no pressure to um I don't think there's any pressure to divulge ever, but you know, you're very sensitive to other people's energy when you perform with them. So you kind of learn to like, like read into that. And if it makes you comfortable, you tend to open up a lot faster. You're also not sitting in a brightly lit cafeteria for 45 minutes, trying to like, trying to force a conversation here. Like sometimes it flows and sometimes it doesn't. And when it flows, it can be a really magical exchange that can really change your perception on um you know social issues that were maybe not affecting you and you share the stage with someone who it affects them deeply and they then you, you got to see the world through their lens and that's that's an incredible gift uh, i wish that on everyone to have that, those kind of authentic interactions with people it is at the core of why i dance is just to be able to connect with others so the fact that it happens through dialogue and happens through movement is something that really resonates with me because it is those two elements are really at the core of everything that i do professionally also at the moment so yeah <laughs> Indeed, what a gift and what a privilege, but at the same time, just how appreciative you sound um, for having had those experiences because, yes, they do sound like they've changed you and I wish them upon anyone. I, I do know for a fact that those moments could change you and they change a lot of your perceptions on the world. And so I could keep going on this because I find it fascinating, but I will switch gears and ask you, how is the Havana Project going? Uh, well, the Havana project is going really well. So it is my baby. You can tell that it's I'm watching Shit's Creek in the last <laughs> Moira vibes. And um, uh, yeah, it's been really interesting. I can only say so much, but we've been pitching to networks. So that's been really exciting. And uh, I'm really looking forward for people to get to see uh, the what I have to offer because this truly is the thing that I where I feel the most uh, myself because it brings together the my two passions so um, you know my 
desire to see the world and to connect with people from all around the world and dance. And uh, I'm actually utilizing a lot more of my social media platforms to be able to convey those same messages, just in a smaller, shorter, more condensed, more scrollable uh, content. So um, that's been really exciting too, because it's really good exercise for me to put myself out there, which uh, hasn't always been easy. I'm a little timid and uh, at times insecure. And it's been really, uh, I feel empowered by it. And um, I'm, ex I'm just happy to be able to share the things that I care about, the views that I have and my passion with other people. And hopefully it, it resonates. So whether it's in a one minute format or a Netflix long series, you know, who knows? Ooh, <laughs> ooh, I'll send, I'm, okay, I'm sending you the vibe, sending you the energy, like organically. Put the universe right there. <laughs> Manifest, manifest, huge proponent of manifestation. Um, I want to touch on something you just mentioned, actually, which is the the, the fear you held on to, for the longest time of putting yourself out there, even though it's like a necessary evil to have to promote yourself when you're launching anything, a business, a project, anything. So how did you push past that barrier that made you initially want to hold back on the self-promotion or on the, you know, um, like you said, creating scrollable content what made you push back that I guess for lack of a better term fear it's been a longer process than I maybe wanted it to be I had to get good with firstly why I was so afraid of putting myself out there and I realized at the core of it was maybe a fear of judgment because you know I think that social media can be a bit of a double-edged sword right so as great mm -hmm. as a platform as it can be uh, there's a lot of uh, criticism that happens online there's some cyberbullying like everyone is very much aware of all the um les enjeux but i think if you're coming at it from a good place and also you're having fun with it that facilitates a lot of like what you're what what you can and want to do and how you know you'll receive any criticism so that was a good p first part uh i've been doing it l uh, like it's a job and I think that for me also making it a task on a to-do list helped me personally, maybe for someone else that does not work, but lists usually help me get something started. And I've also really, I mean, I, I've known this forever because a lot of what I do requires me being somewhat uncomfortable, but if something makes you uncomfortable, you probably should be doing it. <laughs> love, love. So, yes. So now when I see like a level of discomfort that I'm like, mm, I'm like, okay, let's get over that hurdle. And then if I take to it or I like it, or, you know, feel like I'm getting better at it, then there's something to explore there. Also, I have, I'm incredibly type A and uh, perfectionist. So for a while I wouldn't, unless something was perfectly curated to the, uh, you know, perfect image, I wouldn't put it out there. And it's like, hey, no one, no one cares. <laughs> Like, maybe, like no one cares. It's a, it, yes, put quality out there if you can. Put, try to put quality uh, version of yourself out of there. But you know what? You with no makeup and a bun is still quality. And also your message could be a little rough around the edges, but at the core of it, it's a good thing. It's positive. It's well-intended. So yeah, put it out there. Don't be, a, don't be afraid. And so, yeah. So it's been, I think, uh, all those steps all together going back and forth between each and every one of them. So. Yes, absolutely. And that's profound. And I could speak to this anyway, is that since the inception of this podcast, you know, all of the entrepreneurs and business founders that I've had who were launching businesses or already in the throes of a, of a well-functioning business, you know, they all said the same thing was that 
there is, yes, this certain fear of having to self-promote, especially at the beginning of a business. And ironically enough, I also spoke to a friend of mine that I adore. Her name is Moran Elarar. She was on the podcast last spring. She said this to me in a one-on-one conversation and said, it's not so much that we're afraid of failure, is that we're afraid of how awesome we can actually be. That joy that we're afraid of, because once you've reached that level of joy, and Brene Brown also said this on um, in her talk on Netflix, is that joy is such an interesting thing where the second you have it, you're so terrified of something coming and ripping it away. So... you know, deep, (laughs) scary stuff. But if you have that in you to be able to push yourself past that, that limit, you know, take that risk. Well, actually, the I find that the first step towards uh, getting comfortable with putting myself out there was doing your podcast like a year plus ago, because wow, um, the platform was such a safe space and still is. And also it allows to have these really, really raw conversations of things that I had never admitted in public so um that was that for me like really kind of you know broke the ice in terms of like well you talked about this so really you're worried about the no like the 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 fact that you know you're not it's not cute what you're wearing that day who cares you know so that was really helpful also to that point it it was to get the feedback that i got from having done your podcast a year plus ago so i was getting messages at it from so many different people from so many different walks of life saying that they heard it that it resonated that they thanked me for sharing it and i was like wow so maybe just being you is not only enough it can be super impactful so that's that gives gives me energy to keep going you know that made my day. Thank you so much for sharing that. And that's that's a token to who you are, though, because I remember coming off that interview thinking to myself, I identified with so much of what Layla said. And, and it was because to see a person like you identifying those things is is really impactful because here we are thinking, you know, this girl is perfect. You got everything going for you. You got you got it all together. So I think it's really important to convey that, you know what, at the baseline, we're all human flesh and blood. We have our things that we're dealing with. And so you you have no idea. Also on my end, I received a lot of feedback saying that was incredible. That was really insightful. Thank you for sharing. Never would have guessed. Like, so it's interesting, right, to get that level of positive feedback. So uh, again, it's token to who you are. So thank you. It's all you. Thank you for creating this, you know. (laughs) <laughs> I, look, honestly, to me, it's a privilege to be able to be invited into people's, you know, spaces that are reserved oftentimes just for them. And it feels, it feels like an honor. And that's the goal, right? Is to like, at this point, I thought to myself, we're doing away with stigma, but it's also, it's also really about setting a new tone for what's to come in the next decade, even, you know, it's time to get past what we thought was okay and now to move forward progressively towards something that we're all going to benefit from. Right now, it's the grit and the mud, but crawling through that makes you so strong. Oh, we're gonna. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, we're we're gonna. I have full faith that we're gonna come out of this like really, really strong. I want to touch on your well-being as we're sort of amping up towards the end. Doing the check-in. How are you doing? Over and above everything you got going on? I've been doing much better, like 
much better um well so for a lot of people i think the the a lot of our mental health challenges have been exacerbated by uh the pandemic and i truly feel like even at the moment um like we're not on the we're not out of it yet so in real time i think this is having really you know dramatic effects on people's health and uh for me a lot of my mental health challenges were coming to the forefront in 2019 when i started to experience uh, a lot of challenges in my personal life and so this is only it's, it feels like a really long sequence of events and to see myself from where i was to where i am now i can only celebrate the immense growth that has happened i also don't look at those challenges those um what felt almost like failures um as such anymore i look at them as uh opportunities so i think that has made me a lot more peaceful in my mindset there's still a lot of stuff that i do on the daily to to check in with my mental health to check in with uh how i'm feeling what i'm doing and i also make it really okay to not be okay and sometimes i do these minor tweaks in my day that will you know maybe benefit me for the next week or month because we get caught up in what we're doing we re don't really realize that you know some some of the little stuff is actually hindering us like spending too much time on our phones so now i like set mine aside uh, 30 minutes before bed because i don't want to be on screens not the first hour of the day and then not the last hour of the day basically wait lila that's a revelation i'm 100% going to do that it's hard <laughs> yeah i bet possible <laughs> but it's it's actually the morning part you just said really intrigues me because the instinct is like the social the email the text the like first thing you pick it up So I'm how was that? Like how does that go in the morning? <laughs> I get up really early so it helps, but it takes a lot of self-control because it's right there. Yeah. So I want the first messages that I'm getting to be from my higher self. I want it to come from me, my my intuitiveness, and then you can talk to me. <laughs> Once my higher self and I have chatted, then you and I can speak, but otherwise I don't want to do it. <laughs> That is like I need to use that once my higher self and I, and I have chatted then we can talk like that that is okay I like I'm writing that down like uh, that was amazing um <laughs> literally writing it down there's so much to what you just said because you the, the need to connect with yourself before you connect with others it's so much work it's so much introspection I really want to thank you for so much of what you choose to share because you know it's going to empower others. And so I will cap this off by asking you where can everyone come check out what you're up to? Where can they follow you? So you can find me on uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all of the above uh, at Layla Aziza. I also have a website at www.laylaaziza.com and you can always visit our sexy stagette website at sexystagette.com and uh, otherwise you can just pick up the phone and call me. Yeah, I love that stuff. So. You are the bomb. Sorry about answering. So You are the bomb. After she's connected with her higher self, you guys, yeah. and trust me, like I'm going to try so hard to implement that and I will let you know how that goes. So, Leila, my dear, thank you so much. Again, you are welcome back whenever you want. You are a VIP, my dear. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. <laughs>
I cannot think of a better way than to end this episode, the first episode of 2022, than with quoting Edith Piaf, who says, Non, rien de rien, non, je ne regrette rien. In English being, no, no regrets, no, I will have no regrets. A huge thank you to Leila Aziza, my wonderful guest on today's episode. May her messaging remind you of how important it is to chase your dreams, to go after what you want, to put in the work on what you need to do for yourself, to let go of what you don't need anymore, to get out of your comfort zone just a little bit, enough to give you that momentum to move forward and to let go of what no longer serves you. May 2022 be full of good health, good mental health, abundance, and all of the happiness. This is your host, Alexandra, thanking you once again for being here. Talk to you soon. Bye.